Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The red pill is not your church. It's not an ideology. It's not a philosophy. It's not a method or a belief system. It's a simple acknowledgement of human behavior and knowledge that human behavior is intentional. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On, Man. If you haven't done so already, please like <laughs> and subscribe. Do you see that? Look at that. I've got, I'm playing with all this new stuff here on, on StreamYard. And uh, go ahead and hit those notifications, so that notification bell. Um, also, please drop a comment. Drop a comment, guys, because all that kind of stuff helps us out in the algorithm. Um, also, if you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. It helps more than you know. Um, in fact, uh, I'm going to keep reading more of your guys' five-star star reviews. I didn't do it today, though, because I didn't have it up. But um, make sure you get them in there because I'm, um, I'm going to have a really great guest next week. And uh, you're going to want to get your name shouted out in that episode. So to do that, go to uh, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Write out why you like the show. And that will help out so much. Uh, before I go any further, I'd like to give a shout-out to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. Um, starting here in January, there's only going to be three tiers available. Um, the, the first tier is just to support the podcast. It's only 10 bucks a month. It's, you know, the price of like two Starbucks cups of coffee a month. Um, you'll get your name added to the beer club. Uh, at the end of the podcast, there's a beer club credits. You'll get your name added to that if you join that tier. Tier two gives you unlimited text support over Telegram. Um, that also includes voice messages or audio or, or video messages. So, Sometimes you'll send me a text message and I can't reply back right away um, by writing it out. So I'll just quickly send a voice message. You know, you could also send me voice mes messages. That works out really well. And that's unlimited. It's only 50 bucks a month. So if you're on a dating app, you don't know what to say. Some chick, uh, you know, is shit testing you and you, you, you want something clever to say back. Just message me, man. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what to say, you know. <laughs> and then you're going to get laid brother. Um, and then the third tier is a hundred bucks a month. Um, you get all of that stuff plus, um, well not the beer club credits cause you're better than that, but, uh, you get the unlimited, uh, text and voice messages and video messages. Plus you get an extra follow-up like video call with me, like one-on-one -on -one, we're actually going to be talking just like this. Uh, you get that, uh, once per month and that's only a hundred bucks. So check it out. Patreon.com slash come on man pod. Also, 
I want you guys to get on the email list, uh, list.comeonmanpod.com. If you sign up for that, I give you guys free stickers. Um, postage paid, don't worry about it. I will cover the postage. Just sign up for the email list. That I'm, I'm trying to hedge you know, my bets on social media because I've been banned from TikTok before. I don't want an Andrew Tate situation coming up. And uh, that's the best way to do it is uh, be in control of my own email list so I can contact you guys and let you know if like I got banned somewhere, where to follow me, that sort of thing. And you get free stickers with it. So it's sort of win-win. Um, all right. Today, my guest is actually a really cool guy. His name is, uh, he goes by RP Thor or Red Pill Thor online. Um, man, this guy has been in the space for a long time. Um, he said that, you know, he was, he, he read the rational mail when it first came out, like back in 2013 and was just like, wow, someone finally codified everything I've been thinking for like the last 20 years or so. Um, he pretty much knows every guy in the red pill space. Like you've probably never heard of RP Thor or maybe you have, but he doesn't have a huge following on YouTube. He doesn't have a big social media following, but he's friends with like all the major players in the business. He's been on Fresh and Fit. He makes training content for guys like John MLD and Fresh and Fit. He has his own set of training courses, um, which we talk about in this episode. They're on Gumroad. And um, at, after we recorded this, I told him I was going to buy one of his courses. And he's like, here, man. And he gave me one for free. I did buy one, though. So I've gone through two of his courses now. And they're excellent, excellent stuff. This guy's got a lot of information. And he was just added uh, to Rule Zero. So by the time this drops, he's probably going to have already been on Rule Zero at least once. So yeah, he's a really cool guy. RP Thor, I'm going to bring you that conversation right after these words. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, real quick. The sponsor this week is Duke Cannon. You see this? This right here? It's their liquid proper cologne. And I've been using this for a couple of years now, and I have yet to find a woman that doesn't <laughs> love it. It's really inexpensive and makes you smell manly as hell. They don't have as many options as they used to, but right now I currently have one for every day of the week. I'm not kidding. This one right here, Lincoln, is my Friday cologne. My Saturday cologne is called Grant. And together, they get the job done, if you know what I mean. Visit duke.comeonmanpod.com or click the link in the description and you get free shipping on orders over $25. Clicking the link says that I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. You can't beat that, guys. I would call this liquid panty dropper, but I don't think Duke Cannon wants me to say that. So I won't. All right. Joining me this week is a guy who literally knows everyone in the Manosphere. He legit probably has everyone's personal numbers. <laughs> he makes training content for guys like John MLD, and I just found out uh, King Dre. Um, he also hosts the Dragon Ship on YouTube. 
It's Red Pill Thor. What's going on, brother? I'm glad we could finally connect. Paul, I've been wanting to do this for so long. Skull, brother, it's nice to meet you here on uh, your podcast. And thank you for the invite. And uh, yeah, just a little bit more than that. I've done some uh, content teaching for um, the High Value Academy with uh, our good buddies, Myron and Walter over there at Fresh and Fit. So it's uh, it's been quite a ride for me the last eight years. So I enjoy it kind of staying in the background. but. Uh, what are those guys like in person? Who? Myron and uh, uh, the, the Fresh and Fit guys. Um, I, well, I, I go way back with Myron. Mm -hmm. Myron and I worked with John MLD when mm -hmm. he started his body language mastery. And both of us were um, uh, instructors in his courses on different topics. Uh, he, uh, Myron, I believe, started out with the fitness thing, but we got along extremely well. Myron could talk fast. He's opinionated, but he seems to me very loyal, very nice down to earth, man. You know, he's an ex fed. So he has kind of that whole law enforcement commanding presence in person. Is That's he? What I, would I, didn't, say. I didn't know that about him. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. He was ex Homeland security, but uh, extremely well educated. Um, he's relatively young too. You know, I, I want to say he's like 30 or probably over 30 now, but when I met him, he was right there. Um, and uh, uh walter walter is just a pleasure to be around he's got more game than people think you know uh absolute pleasure and then of course there's the guys in the background like uh aaron chris pogson and big mo those guys are just uh very very social guys really on the game they put in the grind i would say that those guys grind as much or more than anybody else i i know i know a few like that and uh, really that's what it takes in this business you know i can't believe the amount of hours and dedication those guys put in with no hope of return. And it looks like they blew up overnight, but they really didn't. I mean, they ground for a, a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I first started seeing uh, the fresh and fit stuff on like TikTok last year sometime. And now they have well over a million followers on, on YouTube that, which is impressive because getting a following on YouTube is not easy. And, and you realize why they did that. I mean, you know, both of them are very well versed in red pill awareness. And close with Rolo as well, mm -hmm. Rolo Tomasi and his work. And in order to get eyes on it and actually help men, you kind of got to throw some of the, let's say, more edgy concepts out there and then paint scenarios with those edgy concepts, shall we say. And that gets a lot of eyeballs on you. And it, it, it appears to be really controversial and kind of ruffles feathers all across from actual traditional conservatives to the Wokies. Uh, it's just the nature of kind of this red pill awareness is a lot of people really really want to look the other way when it comes to human um sexual interdynamics and what the actual truth is i mean we've been so fortunate in the last what 50 years to gather all this data on behavior between men and women mm -hmm. and realize there's a whole lot of social dancing that goes on and ignoring of our individual dr desires drives and instincts that drive our behaviors and we you know we've kind of in this manosphere put this together and said this is red pill awareness yeah and of course we got a lot of fringe elements but this is the heart of it and so those guys did that and it catapulted them big time so i gotta say hats off for discovering that formula to get eyes on this and that benefited the greater good i think of men yeah i think women. i think one of the things too that probably is a catalyst for their success is uh, not only do they they add the red pill awareness stuff to it, but they add an element of entertainment value, you yeah. know, with the, you know, the 
uh, Frank Castling chicks and giving them white claws and, and bringing just like the gangiest chicks on the show. <laughs> like that just, you know, that, that sort of is like a Jerry Springer effect, which just brings eye on the sh- eyes on the show. And then they can in turn say, you know, use that uh, platform to bring eyes on to actually educate men. So it's a pretty good formula. I, I admire those guys for that. It is. And, and it kind of stumbled into it to hear them tell the story because, you know, they were doing the hardcore self-help type uh, stuff that's very red pill aware and with fitness, finance, you know, and uh, game, of course, you know, and I guess one time they said, let's invite these girls back and do a live show and boom, it's all history. You know, look what they look at the nugget they pulled out and all the emulators that are out there now, you know, north, yeah. west, east, south and across the pond. Everybody wants to do that now. Yeah, everyone's trying to do that. Um, so when when you and I talked the other day, you said you've been in this whole red pill space since like 2013 when yeah. the rational mail first came out. Can you tell us how you found yourself in the space? Like your Batman origin story? Sure. Well, I'm going to go back a little bit further than that. I mean, um, um, I was kind of brought up by a good set of parents. Didn't have any issues there. I went into the power line industry, which is almost uniquely men, 99.9% men. So I've been around men a lot. And throughout the years, you know, um, I always thought I was the oddball out when it came to social interaction because I had these thoughts around how men and women behave with each other. And it was kind of uncomfortable. Had a little bit of uh, ups and downs in my current marriage at that time. And I picked up a book. And this was, I want to say it was December 2013, January 2014. And I read it and it was uh, Rolla Tomasi's The Rational Mail. And I just went, oh, my God, somebody codified all the thoughts that I've had for these years and it just re-solidified it. And amazingly enough, as it re-solidified it and just he gave his examples, I could think of all these men in my life that had suffered through this, you know, um, average beta chump type stuff and blue pill and live trying to live the Disney dream, which is really not attainable you know, and wanting to even, you know, self-delete over this one-itis that he had described. And I could see myself having tendencies that way, but resisting them quite well. And when, when I read that, I just, it was a big relief to me that somebody had put this on paper and I, I just set it down. And within a year, my relationship was the best ever. And uh, it went on from there. I've been married for 30 years, by the way. So, you know. Congrats. Congrats yeah. on that. And it, it, it sparked an interest. And so for about 18 months, nothing. But I did start lurking on the Married Red Pill. Ryan Stone was one of the moder- moderators, a bunch of other guys, Blue Pill Professor and, and all the other guys. I, I enjoyed lurking, didn't comment much. You know, just one of those lurkers. So I did that for a long time. And then um, uh, Rolo Tomasi was invited on Entrepreneurs and Cars. I, I watched him when he had the car channel. And when Rolla went on there, that kind of sparked it for me. And I just kind of stayed there, joined some Facebook groups. And then what really got me started, I don't know, maybe three or four years back, is I was um, into this space really heavily. I'd done a lot of journaling and a lot of talking. I spoke with apprentices a lot, apprentices of power linemen. And I was giving them at least a third of their advice was life advice in addition to all this safety stuff I was teaching them as they were honing their craft as a power lineman. You know, the guys that climb the poles, deliver power across the United States power grid. 
those were the guys that I would apprentice. I'd have 20 or 30 a year. And I was writing on this Facebook group and this guy was writing me back under a pseudonym. And he eventually invited me to this group meeting and it, I didn't realize it, but it was uh, a guy that was on rule zero and that was John MLD. <laughs> and he kind of put me in that space and then interviewed me and then asked if I'd come on and, and talk about fitness. Cause I was in extremely good shape at the time for, I don't know, 56 years old. Um, I'm currently 60, but at 56 years old, you know, I was about 213 to 10% body fat, keeping myself in shape. So I was originally coming on to talk about fitness and then uh, the line trades or power tra or craft trades so that guys could get their money right and things like that. And that's where I jumped in with him and met Myron and some of the other guys. And uh, actually through that organization, I got to meet all of the Rule Zero guys eventually, with the exception of Ryan Stone. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, I, um, honestly, I was uh, I was shocked because it was just like, what, a month, month or two ago? like everyone was down in Miami for some kind of thing and you were on fresh and fit. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit. I was like, RB Thor is on fresh and fit right now. He's my friend on Facebook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why is he doing there? That's crazy. I had no <laughs> idea. That's yeah. So yeah. But I personally invited me back at the end of the summer. I just couldn't go. I mean, what people don't realize is it was really difficult to go anyway, but he invited me back to talk about, you know, making a career out of skilled uh, labor, mm. skilled craft, you know, plumbers, electricians, uh, welders, underwater welders, fishermen. This are, these are traditionally masculine type of skilled crafts and they pay extremely well. The more dangerous, the more they pay, you know. Well, that, there's, a, there's a lack of people doing them now. So like I yeah. know, I know just regular welders, not under underwater welders, but just right. regular welders regular can... Welding. They yeah. could basically write their own paycheck nowadays because so many people over the years just aren't doing the trades anymore. Sure. I mean, you can come out of a three-year, four-year apprenticeship, at least where I'm at, and you can easily make 200K mm -hmm. if you're willing to work. You know, that's yeah. get up early and stay late. But it's it's very doable. Uh, and it's a it's a it's a pleasurable job. It is dangerous though. But I was gonna go back and talk to them. Unfortunately. Uh, people don't know, but my wife was injured a year and a half ago. Her neck was broken. She was hit by a car and she's paralyzed. Well, she's a quadriplegic from the neck down essentially. So, uh, getting the resources here to, to have, she needs 24 hours care. So mm -hmm. it's an unfortunate injury to have to deal with. I just am not as mobile as I once was. I can make trips out to Vegas for a day or so, but really on Miami trips are a real stretch. You know, yeah. I was fortunate that I had nursing care at the time. Yeah, you have a, a like a GoFundMe, don't you, for her her care? We did. Uh, we we accomplished, and Aaron Clary started that. I mean, the guys in this space are absolutely amazing. I got nothing bad to say about any of them. I know there's it's a strange space because people beef, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like a bunch of kids, you know. Everybody's gonna beef a little bit, but these guys pulled together. I mean, Aaron Clary, Paul Bauer, MLD, uh, and we got her first round of stem cells, and it really helped. Unfortunately, she had a bad setback. So we have some additional decompression and some, uh, she might have to have an implant put in in order mm -hmm. to be functional. But um, they did. They raised a substantial amount of money in just, just over the summer, you know. Yeah. You know, so far, at least 30K. So that was pretty amazing that these guys pulled together. These guys that I 
spent all this time with on the internet for which my wife actually started to complain at one point says you're on there with them all the time i need some attention yeah and then after all this she cried and she wrote video notes back to these guys you know it's like i don't believe guys like this actually exist in this space it's shocking and she's very very supportive um so did did uh the money you guys raise is that going to help with the the next round of treatments yes absolutely it is okay. uh, right now is it's going to some spinal decompression because her she has some spasticity that twists her spine which causes additional issues so we're able to get a special machine uh treatments to pull her spine back out and when that's accomplished we're, we're, we're looking at uh, a medication implant to eliminate the the uh, nerve pain because pe what people don't understand when somebody's been paralyzed with a neck break one of the big issues is what's called nerve pain you lose motor control but you get hyper skin sensitivity where it feels like you have the worst sunburn in the world on your skin mm. and somebody you know how it is when you touch a sunburn oh yeah Oh, yeah. oh, I got I got a really bad one this summer. It was it was awful. So it's like that from her chest down, and mm. when when it touches the autonomic nervous system, causes all the the muscles to contract like you're pulling away from a stove. She can't control it, so even clothes brushing across it causes this issue. Mm. We can slow it down. It takes medication, but taken orally, she kind of disappears. So there's a way to actually put an implant, a hockey puck size implant in. Her stomach that has little tubes that go back into the spinal column and do a drip feed into the spinal column that slow that signal down. Oh, wow. And the people that it's not successful, everybody, but where it's successful, it really improves the quality of life for them. You know? Yeah. Well, that's good. I hope it, I hope it works out. You guys, I saw you posted on, uh, on Facebook. You took her for a drive the other day. Yeah. Yeah. She actually did really, really well. Uh, right before I went to Miami, she was walking and uh, she had been able to actually drive the car. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, for some unknown reason, since I got back from Miami, she took a, a real serious uh, turn for the worse. Oh, okay. We're not sure if she got injured in physical therapy or not, but she can no longer walk. So, oh, that's terrible right now. That's why we're doing the decompression. Yeah. Got it. Well, hopefully that works out. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting back to the the red pill stuff, there's a a lot of new red pill creators these days. I'm I'm one of them. Uh, what do you see a lot of us noobs getting right, and what do you see us getting wrong? This is a good one. I have an upcoming episode on this one. Is is a lot of the noobs get wrong? It's it's this. It's that the red pill is not your church. It's not an ideology. It's not a philosophy. It's not, it's not a method or a belief system. It's a simple acknowledgement of human behavior and knowledge that human behavior is intentional. At least I can sum it up that way. Mm -hmm. But you see the natural tendency to kind of want to evangelize this knowledge and kind of make it a philosophy, which is very dangerous. We wouldn't want to do that because it locks us in. What if this, what if we're just scratching the surface of this? You know, we've only collected this information, what, the last 50 years uh, through the PUAs, now the, the online dating, the surveys and the studies that have been out there. We're, we're seeing data we've never seen before about human behavior, which has probably been in existence since the dawn of time. 
We just refused to recognize it. And we had put in place a lot of social conditions in order to control this behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, so I see a lot of guys going that route and, and really when they go that route, they slowly start to slip back into that purple pill because letting go of all our blue pill beliefs, like, you know, the woman's always right. You know, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy. All those things that even are broadcast by the churches, even the very traditional churches. And, you know, <clears throat> you'll feel this too. You know, it's just been an election year. Like Rolo says, get ready because the red pill is going to be the new bad guy. Even with the trad cons, we'll end up being the bad guy again because we're not going to acknowledge, you know, a lot of those myths that they propagate that really, you know, is that Disney fantasy that everybody has been raised and lives in. We, we live in a, in a place where females have extreme privilege above the males. We're the disposable sex, really. And so I see that the new creators in their zealousness want to turn this into a philosophy. They really do. Mm -hmm. Some of them are well, well-intentioned. And uh, some of them get a taste of it and it burns their mouth. And then you end up seeing them turn away from it. Um, uh, and I, I think some of them are, are not really interested in it. They just want the clout. For instance, our good friend Huffies. <laughs> I usually don't name names, but mm -hmm. somebody like him, you know, he was interested in it, but I think it was all just for clout. He really didn't like it. And, uh, and, and he's very vocal about it right now. But um, I'm glad to see all of them jump on board. But I think that's the big mistakes that they make is yeah. that and they just they don't look at the background of what this red pill, you know, really started being. And of course, saying the red pill and, and everybody wants the red pill. If you if you're if you're a Democrat wokey and it's election time, you want to say we're awake and we took the red pill because it's the analogy of the movie, The Matrix. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like we know more than you do because we know what reality is. Our reality distortion bubble is the right reality distortion bubble, not yeah. yours, right? Yeah. And, and whereas the red pill says, guess what? We don't want to live in a reality distortion bubble. We just want reality, even if the edges are real sharp. Yeah, even if it's it's uncomfortable. That's the one thing that I, I, uh, I've really tried to look at some of the original, like, postings you know on like the the old uh archived reddits yep. you know i really tried to especially after meeting rollo and meeting um you know uh, ryan who's like you know the internet historian yeah uh you know and really going back like reading old stuff like book of pook right came oh, that's out great. when i have i have i actually have a printed copy around here it's pretty cool dude it's like i when i read that book i was like this is amazing you know um so going back, looking at that stuff, realizing that it's it, it's 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 a set of tools, right? And we're they're just gathering data, and this is the data. Uh, do with it whatever you want. And if the data changes, well, then we need to change our viewpoint on it, yes. right? But it's not about right or wrong necessarily. It's just a it's just is it's objective reality. Yeah, and, and I think that's held in our space. I mean. I'm going to say it's mostly still right, but if you go back far enough, uh, boy, it's been so long. I don't know my memory. Remember, I'm six years old here, so um, <laughs> I'm the actual boomer, not Eric Clary. So um, going back a ways, there was these documents that were written tongue in cheek, but it, it's real and it's mostly right. But you can see an evolution, and that was the 16 Commandments of Poon. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, by Roycey. 
Exactly, exactly. And so you can look through that. Was it exactly right? No, but as as it moved on, the fundamentals behind those commandments were essentially correct, and they're still in use and in play in Red Pill Awareness today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just I've just finished recording. Um, I've been doing Rolo's Forty Nine Maxims of Game, uh, which is in his latest book, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how hard that is of a series to do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Player's Handbook. It, it's it's so good. Uh, but you know, it's funny. Uh, one of the things I found going through his 49 maxims, because as I was listening to it, I, I realized what he was doing. He was basically coming up with maxims. And I was like, I wonder if he's doing 48, like 48 laws of power. And so when he got to 48, I was like, is this the last one? No, he added one, one extra. But going back through them to make them into a series, I found several like Easter eggs in there where like he didn't he, like uh, on Maxim 10 and 15, he didn't specifically call them out in the book. And so there, it goes from like Maxim 9 to 11. And I'm like, what? So I had to reach out to him like, what's Maxim 10, man? Like, what, <laughs> what are you doing here? So <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to actually do uh, Royce's Commandments of Poon as my next uh, series. And it's only 16, so it's not going to be as bad. <laughs> can, can I make a suggestion and, and kind of plug one of my videos for? for yeah, absolutely. That? Absolutely. Okay. So let me preface it. Okay. It's not real. It was a video I did early on. Okay. So I rewrote it and it's going to be called, if you go on my YouTube, RP Thor, you'll find it. And it's based on the 16 commandments of Poon, but it's called the 16 commandments for Poons. And it is 180 degrees opposite. I rewrote it all so that it was exactly opposite of each commandment. And I called it the cure for the black pill. Okay. <laughs> so I basically go through a monologue and talk about all these commandments, but it's not the actual commandments. It's the exact opposite. Like you should always tell her you love her forever and ever, even above your own life. <laughs> <laughs> Command number two, you know, things that's, like that. That's right? a terrible idea. And then, Okay. You should always text her 16 times with 42 paragraphs to every two texts she sends you, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it's all a satire people, but go ahead and watch it. You'll enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll link to your, your YouTube channel there in the description <laughs> on, uh, uh, so let me, let's, let's talk about your YouTube channel a little bit. You host the dragon ship on YouTube. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. The Dragon Ship was an evolution that came about. Um, actually, it started out as a, a, a private membership. And the idea behind it started out as a membership group that I started based on all of this stuff where I realized that men don't actually have men's clubs anymore. And this happened during the height of the pandemic. And I put together a once a month, you might call it a mastermind, but it's much more than that. I bring in a lot of the creators here. We've had Sterling on, we've had other guys on, MLDs come in and give presentations once a month. And then there's an open Q&A at the end. And what it's evolved to is a lot of these guys lacked uh, social acuity. So the guys that joined up, we've offered them red pill topics and then they get to pick a month and they come in and essentially give a presentation, a class on their preferred red pill topic. They do the research, they bring it back. We we help them so there's almost like a masculine club that includes a modern toastmaster element through the internet we're doing this via zoom webinars and so it's 
it, that out of that right there, it sparked the idea of the round table, which we really can't do on YouTube, but we can do a panel show and we mm -hmm. could do it topic based, right? Very much like rule zero, uh, very much like that. I, I did end up uh, kind of being a regular on uh, dude party, which used to follow with MLD after rule zero for quite some time. So it kind of went down that format, kind of down, you know, a little more mature. There's guys that are a little older on the panel and we've had Aaron on before. Um, just chopping it up about topics. Everything's on there, not just red pill, but even sometimes we'll talk about loosely politics, but not, not the current stuff, but in a more broad scope of uh, things. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we got some financial guys that we'll talk about, but it, it grew into this show that we started right after the CME last June, last May. And uh, I picked up some men that were part of my membership group and we started the channel. We realized each one of these guys had a YouTube channel. Yeah. And I know that rule zero jumps from channel to channel to help promote the guys and solidify. So what we did is we got together and put a kind of a, kind of a charter together on what we wanted the content to be, how we wanted it to roll. And then we created some teams through StreamYard so that we can stream to every channel. And then we have one channel where we all upload under playlists. So all of our content from all of our channels is available on the Dragonship YouTube channel. So it'd be like your channel going mm -hmm. to a rule zero channel and you could find all the panel members and their history there in the playlist and it would roll from there. And so we're really promoting that as the premier channel and we're multicasting it to Facebook, Rumble, um, Twitter, all those sort of feeds. We haven't started Facebook, but we're going to try to start this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's something we do on Saturdays at 1030 a.m. right after rule zero. We had John Fitch on a couple of weeks ago. He said he wanted to come on a few times. He's, he's a great, he chops it up great with the guys. So, you know, he's a, he's a solid guy. Yeah. And and just playing with StreamYard, and we're mm -hmm. you're you're my first podcast I've recorded on uh, StreamYard. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, <laughs> I I did some testing with it, and I streamed to Facebook, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And I one thing I noticed is that um, I'll get more reach on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. actually pretty good pretty good platform to stream on um yeah that's that's that was our, our thoughts because we can stream to all channels and then we could give access back to our core panel members mm -hmm. to upload their content directly to the dragonship too which kind of in a way it kind of spreads our reach to to our listeners but it also kind of puts us in a position to where any one of our channels gets shut down for individual content it just reformats and pops up back up over here we still have the same number of listeners that can flow yeah. back in and back out it's something that we think would work well but it's kind of new so we didn't really have the tools just two years ago so when i learned about it i said let's give this a try and it also you know takes all the burden off of a single content producer like you you would produce your own shows mm -hmm. and you can really grind it out but if i'm the host and the moderator of the dragon ship or thor's dragon ship and uh you know, we put some mythology in there because my name and the Norse and all that. But, you know, we put that together. It won't always be, you know, RP Thor hosting. It might be Glenn Lawrence. It might be John Fitch mm -hmm. hosting the Dragon Ship for today with one of their pet um, 
topics, which is no problem. I, I got to live a life too. I might not always be there. So, you know, that's a good way to get content to all the channels and bring it back to my channel too, even if I'm not participating for any reason for that particular live stream. Yeah, that's a smart way of doing it because uh, last year or sometime for a couple of months, uh, me and a couple of other creators on TikTok were trying to do a panel show. We called it the Mantastic Four, but uh, one of the guys... Who, like was just not tech savvy. So mm -hmm. he didn't know how to do any editing or stuff like that. There was another guy who he just didn't have, you know, enough equipment to do it. He always had to do stuff on his phone. So it was me and this other guy basically doing all the work and that we were using my zoom every week. And it was like, basically I was doing all, all the work. <laughs> it's a lot of work, isn't it? It's, it's a lot of work to do every week. And so, uh, when I, I had to take a, a a step back from it because I my my life was I was just having too much stuff going on in my life I couldn't do that at the same time and I said hey guys um, I'm not going to be able to join for a couple of weeks you know someone else is going to have to you know do Streamyard or something and when I stepped away it all fell apart and so I think that's why shows like you know Rule Zero do so well is because you know if Clary can't do it this week no problem you know Ryan will take the helm and it'll be on his channel and. Exactly. We definitely learned that lesson. We're trying to, we're trying to, you know, we're not, we're not trying to compete with those guys. We want to add to the whole thing. You know, yeah. well, those are guys are our heroes. We want them to come on uh, as you know, for sure. And you too, you're welcome on the dragon ship anytime. So, Woo! you know, yeah. absolutely. And, and just to give you an idea of what we put into this, as far as effort, you know, the amount of work that it does, but in order to, you know, to put our, you know, to step up to it and put our money where our mouth is this this right here is just a checklist for the shows each guy has this mm. you know we're trying to up our game and and be prepared and not just sound like we're reacting to something all the time but to have a few intelligent questions to get through and have done our research i mean really someone like rollo ups the game because he comes prepared and yeah. so that he comes with the data the for sure <laughs> yep because you want <laughs> you i come correct okay and we're going to have to do the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, we split the load, but we also have our producers, one of the team members. So our producer and video uh, creator also is inside of there. So it takes the burden off the cameras, takes the burden off all that stuff. Cause we're not an in-studio show. We'd love to be, but we're not doing that. So we have to do something different there. So yeah. we can do that with the cameras and take that burden off of the actual hosts or, the, you know, whoever's doing it, that works well. And then we're uh, having what we're doing with our guests that come on is we're also preparing promotional clips to send them as a thank you as well. A few of those so we can send them out so they can go out on their channel as well. That helps us a lot. It's a lot of extra effort, but it splits the load so that we at least have a chance to suggest when somebody goes on vacation, it just doesn't collapse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's part of the, the hardest part is the promotional material after the fact and cutting clips. And that, that, that takes up most of my time. Honestly, it's not, it's not the podcast recording. That part's the easy part. It's the, the it's fun the, part, huh? yeah, it's the promoting it that takes all the, all the effort. Uh, speaking of promoting things um, you've made some, we, we mentioned at the beginning, you made some training videos for other guys in the space, but you also have a number of training videos on Gumroad yourself. I do. We, which one is your most popular video? The most popular video is, is pretty interesting. This is creating a dominant masculine presence. You know, in this space, it's been coined. We got money, muscles, game, and frame. Mm -hmm. But I, I posit did, did MLD came up with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And then, um, but um, I, I, I try to take it a little step further and get into, you know, some guys don't know where to begin, but they know how to recognize a man with a dominant masculine presence. And this combines that, that, that command presence with experience, ability to act. And it's not just fake it till you make it, although that is a technique to, to a big part of it's determining an identity for yourself that you're very comfortable with that you can emulate and make it your own. A lot of that particular video that's popular with guys is because it teaches you how to pace your speaking, teaches you how to use masculine body language. We use video examples right out of the movies because actors tend to embellish those particular traits and behaviors that we would see as a dominant masculine presence. Mm-hmm. And, and you even hear women talk about this. Oh, the presence, command presence. They're so attracted to it. Even us as males know who is in charge of that room. They know who the dominant masculine presence is. It's an unsaid thing. And uh, it's very important. Yet you can basically train yourself to achieve this over the course of months or years. You can absolutely do that. Now, the second part of that's not as popular, but it's the emotional regulation component. You got to do the inside work too. Yes, you can do the outside work and you can look like it. We all know mm-hmm. that there's the fakers out there. Yeah. They talk a big game, but when it's time for game time, they're sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you know, you want that you want both components, but the very first step is be, the reason we do it from the outside is to get the guys in the gym, get their clothes, right. Get their speech, right. Start having some self care, mm-hmm. learning how to regulate their reactions, being stoic, being able to do that in the face of adversity and emotional turmoil. At least if you get started with those, you can see results right away within weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you, uh, you mentioned you use movies and stuff like that. When I first got into this space, I, I talk about these, there's three books that I talk about all the time. I call my Holy Trinity of dating books. Right. Um, and one of them it's a book called Atomic Attraction by Christopher mm-hmm. Canwell. Yeah. Have you read it? No, I've uh, but I've seen excerpts of it. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that he talks about as far as like body language, he has a whole chapter on body language, is uh, how uh, Sean Connery, when he went out for the role of James Bond, um, you know, talked to his acting coach and was like, you know, I really want this role. What should I do? And his acting coach is like, you want to go into that audition being a powerful domineering presence where, you know, and he's like, you kind of want to act like a, have movements like a cat and stuff. And, uh, and so he did, he went to that meeting and they originally didn't want him. They wanted some like American actors and he came in and just blew them away. And as he left the studio, he walked down the street and stayed in that character because he knew that they would be they might be watching him. Mm-hmm. And they were like, that's our guy. That's Bond. Yep. Well, that that's really interesting that you say that because, you know, one of the keys that we teach is we use acting for this. You know, we have examples. We have video examples of this. It's it, You've heard of the walking with a purpose. Oh, yeah. We talk about it with the, the men, you know, they'll walk in there and. You're walking down the street. Notice just the simple things. I'll give you an example of creating a dominant masculine presence. Your shoulders are back. Your chest is up high. You're walking down the street. What do you do when you see another man in our culture, you know, and you're speaking with them or anything, you know, to acknowledge him in a dominant masculine presence is to nod up. Mm-hmm. It, it's not to nod down, but you'll see a lot of guys look down. 
Mm-hmm. Will position themselves. So there's little things like that that you can definitely do. There's ways to use your mouth and to look in the mirror and learn how to use your expressions and the tilt of your head, the pacing of your voice, how to use the nasal mask to lower your voice when you're speaking and you want to draw attention. Things like that convey strength, power. So those are the things we, we talk about. And then we get into it even more. There's something called the secret six that I put in there, which I'm not trying to coin it like, uh, uh, you know, money muscles game frame, but it's really important because I like to get into the details when I do these videos and lectures. And I like to say these secret sixes are the counter to the, the female sixes, the wants and desires. You've heard the six sixes for the females, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, let me see if I get this right. It's a six figure salary. Mm-hmm. It's six feet tall. Drives a 600 horsepower car, six pack abs, six inches below the belt, must be out of a relationship for six months. That's as I recall it, right? So here's the secret six for a man. You'll see the difference in having a burden of performance, physicality, psychology, presence, problem solving, prosperity, and power as in ability to wield it or influence. So if you have any three of those and you can level up in any three of those, you essentially counter all of the female six sixes. All you need is three. If you're good at psychology, problem solving and power, you're good. You got physicality, presence and prosperity. You're good. (laughs) So I kind of give the guys details on that as they're creating that presence to kind of remember that when they're studying or reading, what is this doing for my physicality? Is this teaching me something? What is this doing for my psychology? Red pill, right? Mm-hmm. What is this doing for my problem-solving ability? Because that's ultimately the biggest tool we have is our ability to problem-solve. That's what separates us, especially with our logical mind, not our emotional mind. We have that huge neocortex, and it operates differently than it does with females. It steps above that part of the brain that's very emotional for quick decision-making, but it enables us to problem-solve at a much deeper level. Some say that's why men are so much better at 3D puzzles and and intricate math and whole numbers, but that's a big deal. And it, you know, a man that's problem solving will solve his problem with his relationships, with his money, with his muscles and with his frame. So it all interplays in there. I just segmented into actions that they can take. Yeah, that makes sense. So would you say then that, uh, men's like frame and presence is the thing that they most struggle with? Or do you think it's that inner game thing that you were talking about? Men struggle with essentially role models at the earliest age right now. I mean, they're bombarded with feminization of men. That's probably the biggest thing. It sets them up to be emotional thinkers. Emotional thinkers are going to have problems with the inner game. They can't over, they, they can't overcome those feelings of inadequacy, overwhelmness, you know, they need role models that are masculine that basically show them how to suck it up mm-hmm. and how to move into the next level and solve the problem. We're only here once. You only got this earth suit, take care of it, move forward. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't prioritize any of those things. Inner game's important in the fact that, I mean, if I was going to say one thing that you needed, I would say problem solving skills, whatever it takes, you know, to solve problems because if you become a problem solver, you'll solve the inner game problem. Mm. You'll solve the physicality problem. You're going to solve the psychology problem. Yeah. You'll solve the prosperity problem and you'll solve the problem of wielding power within your own life. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You have another video, speaking of physicality and stuff, you have another video on testosterone. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of questions about that because, you know, the, a lot of guys in the space know that the endocrine system is so important. Um, and you're pretty jacked. You're in, in your 60s. Like, are you are you on TRT or anything like that? Yes, I'm actually on hormone replacement therapy, and I have been since I was 53 years old. Yep. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. um, but I was in incredibly shape, good shape before then, but I started suffering the symptoms of a failing endocrine system, which, okay. you know, at least 55% of men do as they age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty, it's pretty normal. Um, do you have any recommendations for guys to boost their testosterone naturally? Or do you think like, you know, at a certain point, there, there's nothing you can do about it. You have to go, you should probably go see a medical professional. Yes, there are some things that you can do to preserve your testosterone. As far as boosting it's concerned, there is actually, we're going to do some episodes on this. I, I just did, my very first band episode was uh, on no fap and semen retention. We did some, briefly, we talked about testosterone boosting, and there's a lot of sawdust out there that people sell you. There's only a couple of actual supplements that will boost testosterone. Uh, one of them is Tongat Alley, and there's another one. But, you know, as claimed, they claim that it'll boost by 400 points. But it's it the problem with them saying that, it's really a marketing ploy because testosterone is measured in a couple of different ways. It's measured in your blood serum as free and total. And it's measured in nanograms per deciliter, or it's measured in picograms per deciliter. That's a factor of 10. So mm -hmm. when you say 400, which one is it? Well, it's the pico. Okay. So you think it's this giant number when in reality, it's a hundred times less than measuring it in nanograms. So if you're low, what that means, let's say you were low at 200 milligrams, it'll raise you maybe to 270. You're still in the low range. Mm. It's, it seems like a big number as you start to get higher in the, in, in the range. And there's a, there's a lot to this. I mean, I could go on and on and on. It would take podcasts, but yeah. Well, you have, you have a whole course yeah. on it. So. Yeah. And, and really my, my, my whole course on it as part of Mastery is Oneself is what every man needs to know about testosterone. And so, you, you know, some of the things you can do right away that would even be better than that is get enough sleep, mm. eat, eat plenty of eggs. You need the cholesterol, you know, exercise is important. Now there's a big movement when we talked about the no fat, it says it boosts testosterone. It does, but in a, a slightly significant way for 14 days mm. and then it falls back. That's fact. The second part of that is, you know, what boosts your testosterone much more than that. And I have the studies and I talked about them. What's that's, that? being, that's being around young fertile women that are in their ovulatory cycle. Mm. Your body knows and it's telling you get the testosterone up. Let's go to town. Yeah. <laughs> and it's provable. It's like, holy moly, what are our bodies sensing that our conscious mind isn't fully aware of? And, and this brings it right back to human sexual interdynamics. There's a whole lot of this going on between male and females that we're not even fully consciously aware of. And, and really this red pill is scratching the surface of this. Yeah. Know, and bring it to the forefront. But as far as the, the video on the testosterone, it's really important that every man understands that there is something going on worldwide especially in the west testosterone has fallen more than 45 percent in the last 45 years so our grandfathers had 
immense testosterone as compared to us. And it shows because without that testosterone, our metabolism falls and we get what's called metabolic syndrome. You realize that 70% of Americans are overweight. That means 25 pounds are over. Mm -hmm. 40% of them are obese. That's 55 pounds and over. And then they redid it so that at 70 pounds now, that's morbid obesity. So that's pretty intense. And that even stands for women even worse. The average American woman now, all ages, is 170.6 pounds at five foot four. Do you know what it was just uh, 1968? No, what's that? They were 124 pounds. Do you think it was uh, like the advent of our... Or the food pyramid, that's usually what I fall back on. I think that it's environmental. It yeah. is It is the food issue, the processed food. It's, uh, you know, cl- uh, the um, high fructose corn sweet. All of that stuff is a factor. But whatever it is that's suppressing men's testosterone, 45%, it's not exclusive to men. Mm-hmm. Women need testosterone just as much as men. And you're going to hear a lot more about this in the future because they get metabolic syndrome by the loss of testosterone as well. They stop functioning as a woman with testosterone loss. Here's the thing. Men and women have different testosterone, but it's a complex molecule that's very important because it's produced in women in their adrenal glands. It's really, really interesting, but it's 12 to 17 times less than men, but it's still just as required for exactly the same functions in them. And, mm. for, and it's just, it's just that men really are bred for combat. So we have more, but you know, with that loss in women, no wonder they're fatter. No wonder they're grouchy because they're just overwhelmed with these other hormones. And they don't have the proper balance. So that's an issue too. I don't know where it's going, mm-hmm. but I know as you age, if you can maintain your weight, that will help you exercise, stay mobile, stay functional. Um, and then be aware of this. And then, you know, as you age and your numbers start to fall, look at hormone replacement. That's a big deal. It can extend your life or at least extend the quality of your life. Yeah. I can do everything a 25 year old can do. Well, the, only th- the only thing that I've, I've ever worried about as far as possibly going on something like that is uh, I've read that like basically once you start going on that you essentially have to stick with it for the rest of your life because your body stops producing it naturally is that the case um i would say that that's mostly true but it's not it's not to the impact that you would think okay if you have low testosterone let's say let's say you use medical pressure and you're in the lower quartile you have a lot of health risk coming so you're going to stop and you're going to have the risk of heart disease metabolic syndrome diabetes and you're going to stop that because you don't want to be on testosterone less rest of your life like it's some kind of addictive drug you're insane mm. all your life goes through the roof and if it if what it takes is you need to you know rub some testosterone cream on you or take an injection once a week or twice a week and your quality of life increases it's a funny thing i'm going to point to rich cooper mm-hmm. you know Rich Cooper early on did all of these boosting activities and was going and kind of leaned into the natural realm. And then he connected with another guy that I know, Jay, Jay Campbell. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went on the testosterone and listen to the difference he feels now that he's been on it and he's reached homeostasis through a medical program at his age. And 
it's it, it's a night and day difference. I mean, I don't think he would hesitate to recommend. Yeah, okay, you might be on it the rest of your life. Okay. Yeah, I, actually, uh, mm-hmm. I I've had him on the show and I've asked him about that. And oh, okay, it, and that's what he said. He's like, he's like, he <laughs> goes, yeah, it's true, but why would you ever get want to go off of it? He you goes, don't. <laughs> He's like, you're at like an optimal level right now. And if you go off of it, even if you try taking supplements or whatever, he's like, you'll never get back to where you were when you were in your twenties. He's like, why would you ever want to get off of it? So yeah, no, he's a big proponent of it for sure. Yeah. Someday they'll, they'll determine how to, you know, create some sort of peptide that will epigenetically allow you to produce what you produced in the upper quartile in your Mm twenties forever. That'd be fantastic. You know? Um, but, uh, and there, there's a whole lot of stuff on peptides too, that I include in that, um, presentation where I talk about epitalian extending your telomeres, things like that, the use of metformin to reduce reset, uh, insulin sensitivity, which can lead to longevity and less medical issues. Um, there, you know, the body does wear out. This is your only earth suit mm-hmm. and you need to maintain it. So you know, if the oil's low, you're going to have to put some oil in or you're going to run into problems. So maybe that testosterone is the oil that keeps us performing at that peak performance. It's, you know, and it's not synthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, it is completely what your body produces. So it's not like a drug that you would consider that is a synthetic that is doing these strange things to you. Yeah. No, it's is exactly what your body produces, even whether it's in a cream or it's in an injection it is exactly the same molecule. So the arguments that are made because of ignorance and because of such the high need for everybody to have a bad guy so we can all get paid has put this into that category of, oh my God, I might have to take my whole life. Yeah. So, so my answer to that is you don't have to take it your whole life. You can feel fantastic. I would say stay on it for a year and then go ahead and go off. Tell me what you think. Probably get back on it. <laughs> You're going to be the biggest advocate for this stuff. You know, yeah. I got a, I got a, uh, uh, a three percent brother that lives close to me down here in uh, about an hour from me, and he and I get together for drinks, maybe you know once a month, a couple times a month, and he's on he's on it. He's like, dude, I'm at like three percent body fat. He's older than me. He's probably ten years older than me. He's like, dude, I'm at like three percent body fat now. I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm like, I'm I'm probably gonna break down one of these days. <laughs> Go to you it. know, it's, it's it's really reasonable though, Paul. And, and here's yeah. the thing. I don't know how old they are, but you should probably start making markers. You know, when my kids reach the age of 30, mm-hmm. I won't tell you exactly, but I got four kids and I got uh, 10 grandkids and two more in the next three months. So I'll have a dozen here in two months, a dozen grandkids and four adult children. But I did gift them with a full blood panel when they reached the age of 30 so that they knew exactly what they were at the peak performance. And I didn't skimp it. It was going to be the full panel. And when you say full to a doctor, not the general, oh, let's do your health. I meant full hormone breakdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went through testosterone, free testosterone, estradiol, E1, E2, E3, estriol, estrione, progesterone, prolactin, you know, DHEA. Uh, we went through the whole series and then did CBD as well as IGF-1, which is insulin-like growth factor. I want to know how their human growth hormone is performing as well. So... You know, that's an interesting fact to have when you reach your peak physical condition as a young person, because when you start to age you're in your 40s, 50s, maybe 60s, you'll have this document that's custom to you. Yeah. That you can, these, these hormones are available to you in this type of a lifestyle. You can start to replace those and the body actually does respond to this. 
and you start to behave and look and feel younger. So there's something to that. It's not the complete picture. Don't get me wrong. There's many other factors in there as your telomeres fall off of the cells and they can't reproduce. There is that factor, but you can definitely, you know, prevent a whole lot of bad things that happen to people. And we all kind of age at different rates depending on our lifestyles, right? Mm-hmm. I don't drink, but others do. You know, and I could, that, that seems to be a big aging factor. That and smoking, I can see guys that are in their 40s that look maybe to, against me, I would look younger than them. So, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I used to smoke years ago. I think that, you know, I'm more, I'm 43 already. So getting my optimal blood level test, that ship's already sailed. But uh, well, you can still have it tested. And you know what? I'll just yeah. go ahead and recommend. I've had a lot of guys go to some of these clinics. I'll just mention a couple like Defy Medical out of Florida. Mm-hmm. I recommended them all the time. I don't get anything really from it, but they're good friends of mine. The doctor that used to own it is my personal doctor down in Santa Monica. He does all of my hormone therapy. He's very famous. I'm not going to mention him. He's on YouTube, but um, it's it, it it it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not that expensive. And you get somebody that's really up to speed on this. They can dial you in within six to 12 weeks and have you reach homeostasis at a relatively high quartile rate as testosterone and by the time you're there you're gonna you're gonna feel it especially if you're in your 40s you're really gonna feel it and you're gonna feel good and as you roll along with that you'll see changes in your body and even your mentality it's almost like it makes effort feel good and it makes stress go down and it makes it almost seem like the the stresses and emotions that are there are are easier to 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 just deal with Mm. um pretty amazing that it feels like you were in your 20s because what really bothered you then? Unfortunately, guys, today, yeah. you know, they're raised with 45% less for some strange reason overall in general as it's tested. Mm-hmm. And then they're not given any masculine tasks or rites of passage to, you know, cope with it. And that's where we come in, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're almost at an hour here. I've got one last question and then I think we can wrap up. So you, you mentioned early on the show that you're a, you're a lineman by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed on your, I think it was your Gumroad uh, page that 30 years ago, you almost lost your life to an accident with 12,000 volts of electricity. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Sure. And, and also maybe a little bit of what a lineman does exactly. Some people might not know. Yeah. I'll start with what a lineman does. A lineman constructs and maintains the power grid, the high voltage power grid that's distributed across the entire nation. These are guys that climb the tall wood poles with the gaps in their belts, the guys that go and climb the towers, or even what I used to train doing and do is we would fly on helicopters with steel suits on and climb out onto these half million volt lines and, and get on the towers and do work. And keep these things powered so that nobody loses power. And it's even more important today than ever before. It's very, very dangerous. And I'll just state this about it right now. We're at a crisis point in America with power linemen. Is is 45% of us are within three years of retirement age. Wow, that's a lot. And we have not trained our replacements as fast to keep up with it. It's very hard. It's very dangerous. The rate of OSHA injury and death is higher than it is for all 
the firemen and policemen combined. Only ones that beat us in that rate is commercial fishermen, deep sea divers, and loggers. And then it's us. So that's kind of where where it's at with um, that skilled craft. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of blood in doing that. I messed up in 1991. I plugged a grounded uh, elbow on because I was in a hurry uh, to get home. And you should never get in a hurry when you're handling these sort of things. And and I burned my hands. I don't know if you can see the scars, but uh, oh, a little bit, yeah, yeah, you can see them. So I burned uh, burned burned all the skin off my hands, arms, and face, and I blew up. And a good friend of mine, you know, basically baby carried me out of there. Uh, a, uh, in fact, he was a really alpha dude. He was a former Vietnam veteran, one of my mentors, and uh, it was crushing to me that I had done something dumb in front of him and. When I woke up and he had blood on him, I thought he was hurt, but it was actually me. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I spent, you know, 27 days in the hospital. They wanted to amputate fingers and things like that, but I was able to get grafts. And over the course of a year and a half, I made it back to work. And over the course of five years, I had reconstructive surgeries on my hands and face. And I was 100% back eventually. I still have some issues in the cold with uh, pain, but uh, for the most part, I'm good to go. But that's the risk in doing the job, you know. Thor got to hold the lightning and it didn't feel good, but it did change my mentality. You know, I do, I, I did my, I did the lecture at the CME on this and how it made me become durable and the habits that I developed because of this. This is a zeroing out without getting killed. Uh, this is taking everything down, your finances. My first wife had left as well. This is hypergamy at play, man. You get yourself injured or unattractive, boom, they're gone, right? So this is building it all back up after something like that. That happened to me when I was 28. So I kind of took some time, wrote that stuff down, and uh, maybe someday I'll release that as one of the lectures too. Got it. Create those habits of visualization and daily discipline. But yeah, that's that's line work in a nutshell. I got pretty pretty injured there doing that, but I have you know 38 years in that that trade. Yeah. I, I mean, when you get to that point where you're, I mean, you are almost dead. You have nowhere to go, but up from there. Right. So you can either sort of lay down and, and just die. Right. Or, well, that's, that's not exactly get, correct. You can not, lay there and you can cry and become the victim and okay. get some attention that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess some would consider that up because they can get attention. They can sue, try to get a pittance out of it and, and be this sad sack of a human being that survives after that losing everything. And now you're just eventually on this slow spiral, hoping for sympathy and pity because of your circumstance. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, I mean, F this, I, you know, I'm going to rub some freaking dirt in it and stand back up, rearm, reload and jump back in the arena. Yeah. They're going to have to really take me out next time. There won't be anything left, you know? Yeah it's one of those two choices. And that's, that all comes down to mindset at that point. Yeah. And that's something we could teach our, our, our sons when they're growing up. And that's not by mollycoddling them or making it easy on them because you do need the rites of passage that men go through. And even in a skilled trade like that, there are some rites of passage. It teaches you that where you think your limits are, that envelope is much, much wider. And by widening that envelope through this strife and hardship, you realize how precious things are and how much 
that it doesn't matter to you how upset you get at these little things. It's just not worth it, you know? And yeah. that, that gives you the perspective of some of the great Stoics. Memento Mori. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a, a reminder that you're going to die anyway, right? Right. And you should live for that moment. Be in the moment. Yeah. That's great. That's, I think, I think that's a, a great way to, to end this. Um, and we'll drink from the blood, the skulls of our enemies. <laughs> there you go. Or the cans of our sugar-free Mountain Dew. <laughs> Perfect. Thor, where can people find you online, man? You can find me several places. BecomeDurable.com is my website. That's my entry website where you can purchase the lectures uh, on um, the um, Mastery of Oneself series, which uh, runs the gamut from creating a dominant masculine presence to emotional durability to uh, long-term relationship success. Uh, you know, that one is my second most popular uh, video, and that's a pretty good one. Uh, how to restore a dead bedroom. Obviously, the one on testosterone, what every man needs to know. Uh, and um, so that's what you can look forward to. Uh, there's some other lectures that I do that are behind paywalls only. You can also join the Dragons membership, which is that monthly mastermind group social group that gets together we have uh, some of the big names in the manosphere that come in there and speak uh, also it's a place where they uh, guys can hone their craft if they're interested in this sort of stuff and they can carry it right on into their daily life we actually had a man worth hundreds of millions of dollars come in there and do a series called the plunder where he taught people about investing in a down market hey guess what we need that now but there's only 48 guys in there so everybody else if you really want that stuff it's 47 bucks a month. It's dirt cheap. You won't find it anywhere else or have access to that kind of stuff. So you can find that there. And then the YouTube channel, it's obviously RP Thor, but the big one out there, guys, we need subscribers now. And that's the dragon ship. And that's where you'll find guys like Glenn Lawrence, like Phil Foster from Phil Foster Fitness. Uh, you'll see occasional guests like John Fitch, Aaron Clary, and of course, Paul Bauer coming up in the future. Also, Mark Daniels' inspiration. We just had MLD on. MLD came on uh, last week. It was really good. It was good to have him back on the panel show. So that's kind of where you can find RP Thor. All right. Well, Thor, thank you so much for joining me, man. I will let you have the rest of your evening back. Skull, brother. Thor, thanks for visiting me today, man. You're welcome back anytime. Dude, you... Um, you're a wealth of information, dude. Uh, I I really think that we need to we need to get you in front of more people. I'm glad that that Rolo invited you to be on uh, the Rule Zero panel. That's excellent. Uh, we got you in the Rule Zero group chat, the the secret internal society. <laughs> um, your courses are awesome, guys. You you have to check out his courses. I'm going to link to them in the uh, in the show notes. But uh, he's got a bunch of courses on, you know, having like, like I, the one he sent me for free, I mentioned at the, the beginning of the show, he sent me his, his course on dominant masculine presence. Dude, it's outstanding, man. Outstanding. I also, he has one on relationships and like basically how to properly vet a woman for a long-term relationship. And it comes with a list of qualities that you you should be looking for in a woman and some of these qualities are things that i'd never even thought of before like one of them is you shouldn't get or uh, the girl needs to have um let's see here she needs to be an influence on her friends and family but not be influenced by her friends and family 
because how many of us have been in relationships with a girl who like, you know, their, their parents didn't like us or, you know, their friends didn't like us. And they're, and, and those people essentially talked her out of being in a healthy relationship with us. Right. I mean, that happens all the time. It's because a lot of these women let themselves be influenced by, by people. And a lot of these people that influence your woman will be, you know, miserable hags themselves. So why would you want your, your girl listening to people like this? So you want a girl that, that sort of filters that kind of stuff out, can make her own decisions, but is also the kind of person that sort of like a, a, has those leadership qualities where she's influencing her friends and family, you know? So those are, those are the kinds of things that, that Thor talks about. And, um, and I thought that was just fantastic. Um, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show and hit those notifications if you haven't done so already. Uh, please give the show a like. If you've watched this far, uh, you must have liked it. So give the show a like. And also be sure to drop a comment. You can leave like your favorite emoji. It doesn't matter. But all that kind of stuff helps in the algorithm. Also, please get on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod. Um, here in January, there's only going to be three tiers available. The middle tier, I'm... I'm anticipating being the, the most popular tier. It's it's only 50 bucks. You get unlimited text messages from me. You get unlimited voice and video messages from me. So, you know, if you're if you're running into problems on dating apps and you need help and stuff like that, you can send me quick messages. I'll reply back, you know, as soon as I can. And um, you know, if you want more than that, right? Like if you need more hands-on help, you need like, you know, a follow-up voice call or you just want to, you know just drink a beer once a month. Uh, the top tier is only a hundred bucks a month and you get, you know, the unlimited texting from the middle tier as well. Um, with that, you know, plus the, the, uh, the hour long, you know, zoom call with me actually it won't be on zoom anymore. It'll probably be on, it'll probably be on telegram as well. Telegram does video calls. So, well, I'll, I'm probably going to move everything to Telegram, especially since I'm, I, I've, I've gotten rid of Zoom and I switched to StreamYard for the podcast. So pretty much all of the Patreon stuff is going to be on Telegram going forward. Also, be sure to get on the email list, list.comeinmanpod.com and get your free stickers. Um, you know, I want to be able to contact you in case I ever get deplatformed from like, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, wherever you um, found the podcast from, <laughs> there's a chance that I might get deplatformed from that platform. So um, be sure to get on the email list. All right, guys, I think that's all I have this episode. Um, next week um, is going to be a really special episode. It's going to be my interview with Alan Roger Curry. Alan, um, he's the godfather of direct game he's the he's the author of mode one um which is a very you know famous sort of you know pickup book although mode one isn't really a pickup book at all it's more of a conversation style book and um there yeah anyway alan passed away at the end of november i'm like 99.99 percent sure this was his last interview so you're going to want to tune in for that. Uh, he was, he's a great dude, gracious enough to come on the podcast and talk to me about mode one and uh, verbal seduction. And you're going to get so much out of that episode. You're not going to want to miss it. If you're not subscribed now, subscribe and hit those notifications because you're not going to want to miss that episode. All right, guys, 
that's all I have this week. We'll see you next week on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.